0: which is also a response that one acquires as a body, mind, and heart that is one within you with that ownership. Welcome back to my lovely HP community. If you tuned in to Short One, you know that we're talking about how to work with our lovely uncomfortable and difficult emotions, even though for the 5D self empowered enlightened person, they are not uh, difficult or uncomfortable in a way of, oh my God, not again. And as we were closing out the episode yesterday, uh, we explored how it is a day-to-day process to get to know through the inner growth mindset, how do you deal with uncomfortable and difficult emotions? Are you in a ventral legal state? Are you in a sympathetic or dorsal vagal state? Do you know how to map out that nervous system's response? Do you know what animal defense states look like? These are all lovely things that I got to embark on and learn about and I'm gonna keep learning more, but through my completion of the um, trauma educational certificate, I now have a way that I can approach completely the somatic experience that we have, the somatic, our body. So when we feel things somatically, that's the body emotionally is the one could say the heart but um this is where let's not be sticklers of that however do remember that the brain and the heart have neural pathways so the heart does have a memory and therefore emotions do surface from a memory the mind is where you get to navigate a space so when we look at all the input that i've received from nicabm.com bunch load of Netflix documentaries (laughs) Um, we have somatopia that's where the educational certificate for dealing and working with trauma so learning in depth the somatic approach and how to support people through that and then just my reading all the psychology material all the sociology material all of the even the metaphysics as it turns everything my Claire's all of that okay i have yet to dive into quantum physics but with all of these pieces of information i'm presenting to you those that are most important the wisdom codes from greg braden when he talks to us about this heart and the neural pathways which i forget what he calls them but they're wired like the brain is so they have a memory And then when he shares with us what happens when we have trauma those neuropeptides so that's the chemistry and that wants to be released through tears urination i think is what he said and then there was perspiration and urine so there's a way that we release these neuropeptides obviously that's where we also want to remember the love hormone right the oxytocin so that kicks in when our parasympathetic nervous system is kicked in when we are in a ventral vagal state when our mind the insula lights up the amygdala the temporal junction and the prefrontal cortex but the lighting up is when you're in a full state of compassion so insula as we rhythmically breathe That is what activates this insula. Rhythmic would be a five, seven inhale. Usually we want to elongate a little bit the exhale because that's what activates this parasympathetic. So if you want it more, let's say you want to try and feel even safer, more at ease, you could do seven, seven seconds inhaling, 11 seconds exhaling. Now remember though, those who have a traumatized, neglected, or abused, Body's nervous system's response, this will feel uncomfortable. It could feel uncomfortable because your body does not know a sense of safety, did not get held enough to be able and engage in this ventral vagal state. And so some people, those who have trauma, abuse, or neglect, they will navigate between the sympathetic and the dorsal vagal. They'll be on a high and then on a numbness complete. And I've seen these things the switch. And even Sue, the somatic trauma teacher for those courses, she says, Anyone who has been traumatized will know very easily how to do this. That's their comfort zone. That's how, because imagine you're an infant again. As an infant, you're not thinking. Your body develops one the first 10-12 months of your life, the default network. Your nervous system is engaging with the external. The minute that the external is presented to you, your body contracts. So that's already a sense of uncomfortableness, external, because you know it's not you. By six months is when we are where we need to attach. That's when the attachment theory gets applied and where they've realized the six-month-old knows they must attach. The body knows, otherwise I won't live. So crying out for help is an actual need. And when there's not the attachment, the body is like, oh, I can't attach, so I must defend. And this is where that dysfunction, right? The I forget the function dysfunction. We've read about that one. Let me go look at it. Here we go. The It's called structural dissociation, excuse me. So structural dissociation is when, a child is abused their defense system will naturally work to shield them from harm this is our defense system we have that and then we have our attachment system but this infographic its from nicabm.com the attachment system their attachment system will still want to be loved and cared for by the parent so you'll see this infographic shows a child getting yelled at and then the child trying to attach to the parent who's turned around and not they're, they're saying nope i don't you're no, I don't like, you. you're not a good, you're not good. You're not, I don't want to touch you. Okay, I'm not going to hug you. I'm not, no, but this current's turned around. So this creates an internal tug of war where different motivational systems are working against each other simultaneously. The motive, motivational systems are your defense and attachment guide. Okay, this can cause a patient's conflicting parts to separate. This can lead to split in their sense of self and a dysregulated nervous system this because it hasn't been regulated to know what sense of safety means so people who have this level of dysregulation there's a tendency to navigate life not from the sense of ease so any emotion is really uncomfortable and um, there's a way that there will be reactiveness the secure attachment person will be an average who i'm going to say Those who are reactive, like what happened to me, they have trauma that is way deeper and they don't know about it because again, people don't really, one, uh, even the psychoeducators, they say to be careful of how to use the word, but I think it's only because people then put it out of context and just use it as an, it's not an excuse, but they just use it as a label. I'm using it because when we do see quote unquote evil, it's not evil, it's trauma any person who's reactive and biologically rude has some form of attachment style some form of defense mechanism they grew up in and with and that it can be matured if presented to them with kindness love and compassion because if you're yelling back at them well guess what they're just going to keep yelling at you and here's where you know that's just a simple example but trauma is something very real attachment styles they all have it so it's whenever you are whenever you are in a charged state those are the younger parts of you as Sue points out we all have them when you are completely self-empowered you recognize what those are 5D body type. So for me, from everything that I've learned from the psychoeducators, they do not feel that I've ever really had an inner critic in the way they describe the inner critic, nor this shame thing in the way they describe shame, none of it. Do you know why? Because you know, because the external isn't me. The minute my mother wanted to spank me as a three-year-old was the minute I said, you cannot do this. It's my body. Now, she spanked me anyways, but those were the words that came out of my mouth. It's my body. You can't spank me. And when she was done, I packed my suitcase because I was going to leave. This wasn't me being angry. I don't remember it. This is being told it. The minute I remember being told the story, and I still remember the only visual of this little girl that I basically dragged down the stairs I was five or six I just remember us on the top of the stairs this Is the one last visual I have of this <laughs> and then I know the story from my mother I'm not saying it's a good or bad thing I'm saying and sharing what I remember from my body I don't feel guilty I don't feel not guilty I feel that I was threatened and I defended myself I would say that that's exactly what my body is supposed to do is to defend me if I'm being attacked I got taught how that's not something you do. So I wasn't being, you know, attacked in a way that I needed to be that, and I learned from it. Defense and attachment systems, for those who are not in a 5D body type, engage in life with the external influencing them. This is where, like Asad Guru will point out certain things, I can, and others who are in this state can. The life-sensitive person, the person who's always been the representation of the essence of life they are, does not react to the external with this shame, this inner critic, this society, doesn't matter. The words of the external don't matter. It's not in defiance, it's not like the teenager, because that's the 3D, 4D person. That's an immature emotional response. That's that teenager, it's not in rebellion. The feeling is one of, I listen, oh, I hear you, I hear you, but you're still not me. I hear you very loud and clear. Now let me sit and think about what you told me. And once I come to my own conclusions, then I'll, then I'll decide what to do next. But right now I'm going to listen and I'm going to sit and contemplate. And not with a defense or attachment system. This is the difference. With oneself. The 5D person is and has always been an independent soul. They are not rebels and they don't hate humanity or the world they're not acquiescing either in a way of oh let me do everything that i'm being told even though that is what it will look like to some people because they will explain things in a way that they'll be like but wait a minute but you can't be this this me there there there's always somebody who will want to mansplain the hell out of somebody else uh especially a 5d person so those of us who are in this state is why uncomfortable and difficult emotions are not oh my god what happened no as a teenager it was simply it's uncomfortable because i'm having an argument with you maybe it's difficult because i'm dealing with a difficult situation like i'm in the now i know what's going on i'm present here aware with it the emotion is there alongside the thought navigating it is straightforward so the inner growth mindset again is what gets you to begin to create this relationship the levels are because before a person can get to neutrality which is where your adult Self begins to enter the room um, there's needing to see if you will the power that you do hold to bring harmony to believe in yourself in the way that you want to lead your life and I wasn't aware of the nervous systems response but I was and still am aware of society and the external being the impactful aspect so you Matt you um, not match match with the external it means you're leading with your own flow is what it is that's you're not matching with the external you're just flowing through it because everything is a part of you and you're a part of it and so you're naturally just flowing 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 from within and when it comes to dealing with the unknown uncertainty unwanted so with any emotion you're like okay yeah i'm dealing with something no 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 you're 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 it's like a little computer but even better because there's emotions involved there's enrichment involved You're looking up to the sky, knowing it's perfection. And even if you don't know it, because there's, you know, brimstone falling, you still know. I know that clarity is here, somewhat here, because we're in this together. This is expanding consciousness. We are creating. Your focus is on you. As long as you have yet to achieve being in your dharma, your focus will be on the external in a way of building karma or on a way of destroying karma. How do you destroy karma by being in equanimity, disengaging from identity, being in mahasamadhi, samadhi, knowing that you are life. You are your life. There is not the external that is your island, but you're the one who is taking the hits. So you're the one who's interacting. You're the one who's contracting. The nervous system and the brain explains very many things that you won't hear from the spirituality individuals such as the Sadhguru because even though there is science that he shares, modern physics, modern science and some psychoeducation, for example, in his Inner Engineering course, but the nervous system he has yet to talk about. And obviously he is not meant to do anything. That I'm sharing this as an example, but I've realized mean that he is doing everything that is in his role as a spiritual guru so this nervous system is an added bonus I, i'm sharing it with the people so there you go that can help but he is busy with so many different aspects and the yoga that he teaches so his inner engineering course the kriya sambhavi or however it's called <clears throat> he explains how much time and why uh, to build the perfect number of exercises that enable the expansion of that feminine energy spectrum, guys. Because the right brain is the part with that feminine energy. You tuned into the playboy turned sage, right? And if you didn't, this story is of this king who, I'm not going to share all of it, but basically this king plays a trick on one of his wives, he doesn't believe how somebody could give up their life for somebody else essentially um, and in this you know unconditional love he just doesn't understand it because he has all these pleasures he's got all you know it's kind of like a those movies and people who are materialistic and, and really people that are in all the other soul age groups because anyone who's in another soul age group will have a flashlight there will come a moment in time where there will be a limit they will not be all-inclusive so this is where the 5DC person will immediately feel that. That's the ego part of the person that has not transcended into the infinite higher human consciousness realm yet. And so there will be a many steps back from the part of the person who sees the transformational leader to continue conversing in an expanded way with the state of consciousness present before them. So it's always the ability to tend to what is present in the room as Sadhguru says when you become a spiritual process you're able to put the personality completely to the side and feel whatever is needed in the moment in time. Those of us who are in that 5DC spectrum we are here to share uncontrolled love. We are here to show that there is the capacity to love no matter what hurt quote unquote comes your way because it ain't hurt. It's a person and or situations. The person and people have trauma they have their environment and they have reasons why they're in their biological rudeness that's why we don't wear sense of integrity or mantles of enlightenment we're not adaptive children 5 dc person and so a person yells at me i'm not like oh my god what a horrible human being as a teenager i might have said oh my god how dare they because i was taught that in fact here's that side note the one time of shame when I realized that I'd been taught to cast stones and that I was actually being a bit of a prick and without actually meaning it, I felt so much shame. I was—I forget if it was 16, 17, or 18. I was like, "Oh my God!" Because Jesus came to mind. Don't cast stones. You're not God, and I definitely know that. You know, I'm not—I'm not here to say. Oh, that pointing that finger, that pointing a finger is of those who stay in fault, blame, shame, revenge loops. That's that attachment. <sighs> That's the shame continuum. That's why I said I don't have an inner critic or an outer critic. Isn't that, it's always been something. I hear you. Let me sit and think about this, and then I'll come back. And involving the emotions and the thoughts. So those who are in, again, that 5DC space, you know this all too well. Because compassion is what you have for humanity. Love is what you have. Sadness may be what you have. You don't have anger. You're not the teenager. You're not the adaptive child. You don't have, oh my God, this is so unfair. That's that victim. That's a victim mindset because the minute you are saying, but it will always be this way is the minute you've just decided the future of everybody else. That's what you're creating. That's your self-referencing world. The 5DC person's self-referencing world is an infinite potential because humanity has it and we're humans and life has it why because guess what I don't know I don't know everything and I don't know tomorrow no matter what clears you can ask me to bring forth I still know that there's so many people out there there's so many variables knowing that you don't know being married to the unknown is what a person who's in that enlightenment in their infinite potential as a human being. So all belief systems, they exist, but none of them are the only truth, pure and simple. Emotions are emotions. They're felt from your own body, pure and simple. It has nothing to do with somebody and how they treat me or what they do. Those are the sense of integrity and the mantles of enlightenment of the adaptive child who is unforgiving, harsh, and again, will only preserve their reality and they will actually make it very clearly stated. They will either treat you in a certain way and shut you out, and just define you. Right? Those judgments, those condemnations. They will cast a stone. They will claim to know what's what, and they will walk around as if they did do that. That they did bring justice. When you know, sometimes it's, it's very fascinating. There's the, the, even the word, just justice. An adaptive child will think that there is such a thing, and. A person who's been in a 5DC space pretty much intuitively from the body knows that's not the case there isn't justice in this way either another one of those moments of realization was when I was like wait a minute I thought the system hmm because I studied political science those who tune in know this and my master's is in international relations and diplomacy and I still remember being awoken to the fact that uh, that Eurocentric dominating imposing toxic patriarchal system that we do still have and that finally is dismantling took place and that I was it wasn't me casting stones but it was me being blinded by the fact of thinking that the system was actually on the side of people but also realizing but wait it does do something though because we do have a bunch of cities a bunch of countries and there's a need to organize like mathematically speaking, logically, linearly speaking, there has to be some form because you know we, we are here, tangibly. There's no other way to put it, guys. It's just, it's like, when people say, oh, I wanna be back in the in the, the, the nature, dude, we're not there. Sorry, sorry, I, I know this is hard for you to gather, but yeah, we're in the future. I don't know what you want me to say <laughs> because this is, our, some people, they really, really dislike technology. They dislike everything about it and they think that we're ruining the planet there's a way that they compare the present to the past and this is where there's an adaptive child it's not about not seeing the seeker sees what the adaptive child sees but they're an adult who knows there's imperfection who knows that everyone has trauma and our entire ancestry line can be seen as that they did things with knowledge half knowledge half not knowledge they didn't have the same level of awareness that we have now things they didn't choose some people say but they did know i have my younger sister but they did know yes yes but if i have five people that know but the rest of the world is comfortably navigating their little storyline in their space it doesn't i don't need a conspiracy theory to know that they're going to do the short-term thing do you know why let's go back to the basics again. One, there's this whole like economic theory on that, why people do short-term. They want instant gratification. But here's the part, it's not about being selfish and evil in this way, again, that word. It's natural for the body to be in its immature state if it hasn't learned how to be patient or how to see that things don't come, you know, if it hasn't gotten out of their limbic system. Of that reactiveness if they haven't learned to master it's not about control by the way it's, it's actually about learning how to be patient for real so yeah time and space don't exist but then again they do when you're wanting to fulfill a dream it's going to take you time so short-term is what people are inclined to want but here's where for me when i remember that the body always is looking to ensure your best interest what does the body know about life it knows that it's unknown unpredictable and that you might die tomorrow we don't know this so for all we know the theory could be you look to short term because your body is basically saying i live now Why did they apply the fact that people are selfish or dumb or however it is that they explore these things? Because that's the mindset of those who put a limit on humanity's potential. The 5D self-empowered enlightened person has always known of the infinite higher human potential. So it's more like mm, short-term pride because there's this body's immediate awareness of if I don't do it now, I might not do it ever. And then the movies, you know, just help to create this ill addiction kind of thing, but here we got a shame continuum. We got that attachment and defense systems. Let's finish up that dysfunctional, the structural dissociation model. What happens when a dysfunction, dysregulated nervous system takes place? Excuse me. Okay. So <clears throat> the left brain, which is the going on with normal part of the self, This is the rational, present, oriented and grounded self. The right brain is the traumatized child part of the self. This part contains the trauma. The right brain is where your emotions are processed. The first year of life, only the right brain hemisphere is developing. If you don't get enough of those safe inputs, you are not going to have a developed, It's gonna be an underdeveloped right brain. And again, that traumatized brain enlarged amygdala. So the reactivity, is what stands as long as you disregard that your way of not planning, your reckless—all these things that people, <clears throat> because they live the movies, but they're teenagers as grown-ups like to flaunt around. Those shiny bling blings are an indication of the void. This is not a void because you've gone to the dark side in the way of what again people who still believe in the myth of evil are doing, <clears throat> or the 3D, 4D, or separatist consciousness. no this is a person who has yet to claim their ability to be their own functional adult, who has yet to take a hold of those parts of them and to recognize that the body and mind is organized and readily reactive in a way that stems from your first year of life to your second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The default network of us is established by our 10, 12-month self. It is presented at seven years old to our surroundings. This is a data point from it's either Ron Siegel or Dan Siegel, if I remember correctly. I'm pretty sure it's one of the two. Not Peter Levine, but Peter Levine has things that he shares as well on this um, <clears throat> unverbalized trauma. So aspects that our body can surface as we're going on with life. So, the right part of the brain, which is the holder of our emotions and the one that gets underdeveloped if we're not given a secure attachment at the very least, okay, it's always going to hold the charged states as long as you're disregarding. When you're able to take those emotions that are uncomfortable and difficult and tend to them, you're growing yourself up. So, you go from the beginners of the inner growth program to the intermediate to the advanced the intermediate is where you know what makes you happy you know what doesn't you know what you want you know what you don't want you claim it this is the full grown i would say adaptive child with the peripheral view of it being a teenager we'll leave it at that one right ready to fight for that life but now we get to go to be that grown up to be nuanced forgiving compassionate and knowing that life doesn't only go one way so the structure does exist We don't all like it you don't have to be angry or rebels that's not what's going to bring long term and it isn't even doable because you're just going to relive hell quote unquote over and over and over again so you learn to start implementing neutrality you learn to start pausing and this is not challenging for the 5dc person it's only challenging for those who are in a 4d or 3d energetic and mindset spectrum, separateness, consciousness, teenager who hates humanity because I can't trust human beings because they weren't there for me when I was that and then whatever it is that's happened. It's the trauma that's being presented in an overgeneralized statement, blanket statement. All human beings are shit and the world is shit and I'm being exaggerated but seriously people will come to that at a certain point when they're dealing with difficult emotions or uncomfortable emotions. I'm not getting the job I want, it's unfair. It's unfair, it's unfair, it's not about it not being unfair. It's about you also bringing in the adult in the room. Because you're unfair, that's only sympathetic. Then if you're apathetic, it's like, oh, well, I give up. I cannot. And that actually is really sad. When a person's like dissociated that way, they're numb. And in fact, even their body, they even can know that. Because there's a helplessness state. That's not doing anything. And here's why ruminating... As Tara Brock points out, you will not heal. And every psychoeducator, you don't heal. They say you do not heal when you are in fault, blame, shame, revenge. Those are secondary emotions. You're not processing the primary emotion, which is grief, sadness, upset the body. is uncomfortable. The emotions are in fear. We don't know what tomorrow will bring. It's just very, very scary and just not pleasant. To wait for something that you need. So, money, we need money as an actual necessity. But you getting into the sympathetic or dorsal vagal isn't going to bring that job anytime sooner, is it? Or that love, or whatever it is that is in that. Because, see, here's where for the 5DC person, these things don't occupy our minds. The occupation is already on the sensation and the emotion. This is why when I shared with you. I think it was in yesterday's when I realized I was judging emotion I was like Maria duh what are you doing this is making your experience twice as difficult it doesn't have to be this is an emotion it's called sadness or it's called anger it's called frustration or it's called whatever it is right and here's where when we're labeling it we're sending that blood from the limbic to the prefrontal the executive decision maker. So let me finish reading to you this structural dissociation model, just so we have that one down. The right brain is the part that contains a trauma. This part is often drawn out by reminders of the trauma, and it may not experience much of everyday life. The survival responses of this self may include attach, cry for help, collapse, submit, please, appease, freeze, along with flight, fight and flight. Okay? The rational side, this is where people will actually be in, especially as they're just denying what happened. So, their inner critic, outer critic, all took place. Now they're in denial. Ah, it's not so bad. There can even be counter shaming, which may be productive, but it all depends because really you want to get out completely of this whole shaming. And it's very straightforward. There's no reason for you to hold anything against your body or mind or heart. You can be the grown up in the room at all times. I'm, 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 100 percent, you know, culpable of having an adaptive child with my family. I, I'm imperfect, like everybody else. With strangers and people and the external, as long as they don't push buttons. In fact, recently I've been given my lovely, amazing opportunity to grow up that teenage uh, self a little bit more with the uh, support of a pokety poke adult who's like a man child and who is actually <laughs> at least the last uh, encounter they they definitely poked poked the bear uh, so much so you heard the story so i immediately knew those life-sensitive people we know what we're being brought oh thank you here's my gift my gift is to practice getting that uh immature charge state up a notch doesn't have to be full-blown peace and love yet because that's not, I don't have an objective. When you're leading your life, you don't have an objective. It's not, oh, I'm doing this so I can be mantle of enlightenment. No, no, I don't need a mantle. My name's Maria. Thank you very much, right? This is what Your name is whatever your name is. You're, you're leading your emotions because they're yours. Not, there's no other reason except for that. There's no reason for you to be reactive because it's your choice. Again, when you're here at this point, it's very straightforward. When you're getting there, that's where you're learning to pause and identify the inner critic, the outer critic, the denial habits, the withdrawal habits. You're learning to identify your nervous system's response, the way your brain works, the way your body works. You can only learn if you do this with curiosity, which you will only do if you have love and compassion. Or the love and curiosity is what can bring compassion, only if you have kindness in the tone only if you address yourself with that and the situation. And here's why when I said, shit, I'm doubling down, how stupid. Then I was like, well, it's not your fault. They talk about these emotions as if they're negative. What else were you supposed to learn? You were a child, you got books, re- they write this way. And if you remember, that was the year where we started to look at how to differentiate between negative and positive and that dualistic modality of speaking, of content creation by people that write of identifying the ego and identifying the ego not because it's good or bad. I have one too. You hear about it. I love humanity. It's infinite potential here, infinite potential there, unconditional love here. It's rainbows and sunshines all over the place and that's what you'll keep hearing. It'll be, there is no inner critic for those of us who love life because we don't criticize it. We see it for what it is. It's unknown and we're okay with that because it ain't a gun or a knife coming at me. There's no need for my brain to think, oh my God, that person, how horrible that they just yelled at me, because we're not wearing sense of integrity, we're not the actual adaptive child who is preserving and unforgiving, we're not in cognitive dissonance, we're not in our ego, we're not blinded by it either, And so when somebody is blinded by theirs, we are very much aware that that front is a front, in fact it's excruciatingly painful, heartbreaking, not angering because a life sensitive person feels the heartbreak that takes place when a person is denying certain things because they don't see that it's trauma and they don't believe it even when you tell them that because they must be some monster that's their whole facade any person whenever they tell me they're a monster I'm like yeah okay you you know and 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 you can tell when there is a person who actually is damaged I'm gonna say that because that is the right word As a person who can be completely embodying an aspect of I'm evil, is that damaged by life. They've been that um, and and who knows what. Who knows what from the moment they were born, though. It didn't happen overnight. And no matter what happened, that negativity bias and that toxic talking and their... Whatever they created, the story they created is what keep that belief. They began to believe what they got told, whether it was by their one-year-old self, I'm to blame for this household being shit because that's what a child will do. I'm to blame. The child that doesn't have that 5D body type, the child that has that 5D body type is like, "Mm, I'm going to sit and think. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till I grow up gonna allow this space there's an automatic room for space and there's an automatic space within so body and mind are never in the absence of that space It doesn't have a word it has a word of hmm okay and I will wait and see until I gain more knowledge and more insight and more information once I have that, I know I'll see more. I'll see clarity. And 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 there's just the, the deep knowing. The deep knowing is amazing. When you're, if some of you are new listeners, I want to describe this a little bit. So let me okay, finish the structural association model first. So the left side of the brain handles daily life, social interaction, attachment, work, play, exploration, learning, and taking care of physical needs. It's, in fact, very straightforward, because a person will be in their denial, ah, this is natural, this is normal for me to be an asshole, that's who I am. Ah, uh, well, you know, life is this way, let me go and pretend. And when they're remembering, ah, no, that's just me being me again. And, and you know, there are people that sit in regret. They, they say, no, no, I'm going to regret the entire rest of my life something. So they'll sit in fault, blame, shame, regret. This is all rumination, this is all the self-sabotaging. From a person and or a group of people that don't realize that this is not evil, can evil medieval, what it is, are all younger child parts attached, shame, submissive, that we're in environments that were not healthy, lovingly wise, that they don't know what it's like to be in an uncountry loving body. There's a freeze, there's a flight, and then there's a fight. That's why revenge has to come out. Sometimes when people and I have people who have done envy spite you know not revenge in a like way of <clears throat> impactful only once and it was on a professional level and another couple circumstances it's only a perception if you will so we leave it at that but long story short I know what that energetic spectrum is like and I've seen it played out as well as people who love to try and play out shit when I'm saying to them, I don't believe in evil. Well, so then, blah. And they'll you know, give me whole scenarios. When I perceive that shame, blame, revenge loop, the revenge is a place of a good spot because it means that the person's willing to fight for themselves. Regret is I'm helpless and hopeless and that's actually worse because regret is like, and you know, regret sooner or later will get to revenge that's why it's a loop because your body will not shut down until the day you die That's the day it'll shut down until that day your nervous system is going to keep using whatever mechanism you learn to keep using this is why neuroplasticity very important remember that neuroplasticity is let me see do I have it with me um, it's a way that the brain is neutral so neuroplasticity you can learn how to use your brain effectively here we go i do have it open the bright and dark sides of neuroplasticity so neuroplasticity is the ability of the brain to reorganize itself both in structure and how it functions but it's a long-term game and it's not a game it's your life so if a person has trauma and they realize it The first thing is to understand that to rewire, to one, get that right brain to become the more mature, didn't have the possibility to wire itself. It's underdeveloped, as Sue points out. Okay? So it's going to have some time for a person to work with it. And this is where only the person who's aware of wanting to get out of this. So this means they realize their safety behaviors, their inner critic, that they're adaptive child emotional response is not what they want to live and this is why when uncomfortable and difficult emotions arise it's always an opportunity for growth but it's only if you take it those who really have a tough time and are in these quote-unquote dark sides because for us darkness is not a bad thing but those who still think of it in fact i will not be using that one too much but dark uh, side in the sense of those who still believe in the forces of evil those who still talk about the addictions which are in a denial of shame reactivity so sex drugs alcohol food anything that is done in an addictive way something that is your story that is done repeatedly over and over and over again and i'm going to try and give you a little bit of an example in a minute those are denial. oh it wasn't so bad Ah, i'm just this oh well i'll do this and this and that If you find yourself repeating the same energetic state between blame, fault, shame, revenge, these loops, guys, that's where you're not, not only you're not in a 5D state of consciousness at all, because oneness consciousness, 5D, is unconditional love and neutrality. So let me get that one out there. You're not self-empowered. You're not anywhere near enlightenment. In that moment, you are in your left brain And it's battling, if you will, with the right brains, reactiveness, and you're not your best friend. Your breath is important because that is what will start to say, hey body, we're safe, rhythmically breathe. Your choosing is necessary. So that's stop inner critic, stop attack, stop right now. You are the only one who can disengage from the storyline The narrative, the repeat, reactive, that's it. Your heart, your mind, your body, you choose. And although there's an understanding for those who don't, I'm talking to those who are looking to apply the inner growth mindset, okay? And those who should be, at this point, primarily inclined to also be in 5DC places. The neuroplasticity shows that we can reorganize, and I'm only going to read to you the bright and dark sides of it neuroplasticity makes your brain resilient neuroplasticity enables you to recover from stroke injury and birth abnormalities you can learn new ways of being and responding to conflict in many cases you can also overcome depression addiction obsessive compulsive patterns ADHD and other issues the dark side neuroplasticity means the brain is always learning but the brain is neutral doesn't know the difference between good and bad it learns whatever is repeated both helpful and unhelpful thoughts actions and habits therefore neuroplasticity may entrench depressive anxious obsessive and overreactive patterns not to mention that negativity bias that the brain hones in on and if you don't have a consistent ventral vagal state on you have self-referencing patterns and words that are not in uncontrolled love towards yourself or humanity so who you let into your home into your bed into your life how do you talk to yourself everything that you are in your thoughts first and foremost if they're not in a compassionate loving state you are not yet near what brings one healing of trauma but it's not that it's healed it's that you allow those neuropeptides you allow the charge states to be transcended by doing what you handle the difficult and uncomfortable emotions with what capacity from deep within you as you're experiencing quote-unquote hurt. Say quote-unquote, because for my 5DC people, we know it's not hurt. It's the opportunity for growth. This is not because we don't feel the body. We feel the body. The thing is, we're not in our temporal junction. We're already in our prefrontal cortex. 5D body type and person who is self-empowered and enlightened has always simply been in that prefrontal cortex whenever hurt has arisen. The body is not unsafe. It's realistically taking that emotion in the moment and moving beyond it. So there's no storyline. Now, if I want to use an example, I, as a teenager, saw that lack of being able to rely on people, okay? As a grown-up, this was brought back to me in a very specific way because there was instead the illusion, if you will, that there was an achieved, complete, 200% reliability. And that is where it brought me back to that place in a unique way, but it was immediate, as soon as I even recognized the thought, I recognized that teenage, and I recognized the opportunity. And in fact, it was, as I recognized that that I was like stop being stupid this is <laughs> this is uh this sentence is is limited because when I use the word stupid it means I'm limiting the potential of something and so there's more beyond this first face value sentence okay <clears throat> so the minute I'm like yeah this is not what this is was the minute I also knew this is that opportunity that you're getting for growth and the growing of those young parts is what I can share with you now, all of you guys get to do, because we're there. The 5D Self-Empowered Enlightened Person is there. So we're getting to become our full-on functional adults. We're getting to become our full-on seekers. The inner growth mindset leads people to achieve that state of neutrality. From that day forth, if they achieve it, because many people, when they're pointing a finger, they don't actually recognize they're in a story and they don't recognize that it's a safety behavior. So here's the other example, that man child that's poking at uh, my opportunity to raise the teenager from a firm person who's annoyed by those who um, invade my space and time. So annoyed for good reason, but learning to be loving and compassionate because a man child, is, whether it be a woman child, there can be plenty of women children as well, they are one and in the same, adaptive children, unforgiving, harsh, um, they are self-preserving, and they do see things in black, as black and white. So this person exactly, this is why I wanna use this. They spoke a couple of things throughout these last interactions where I did point out to them in a way of sharing, well, I'm in this place. One, they said, I see things as black and white. Two, they said I take revenge. If somebody hurts me, I will. And they, they created this whole story of how and what they would do. And I said, just just stop. Okay, I said, one, I'll make sure not to get on your bad side, but you know, can we stop the exaggeration? Because one, if you really are this type of person, then I'm gonna say I think you need help. Like I, I, I broke it down to the best of my ability being polite, but also saying, let's be grounded here. So The stories are not amusing to me personally, and uh, the other people, they're just not as... um, That's that difference right here, (laughs) I'm not amused, that's the teenage part. I wasn't amused by teenagers back then, I'm not amused by adults that are still their teenage versions. and um, that's all I'm going to say there. Learning to remember that that's not a teenager, it is a man, it is an adult male who actually has trauma, who has safety behaviors and they're presenting through their storyline their entire pattern of behavior everything their their uh, story their self-referencing world is made very clear to me every time we talk so this is where that is a limiting experience when they said things are black and white I said well you know for me they're actually great and wait they're a rainbow with gray. and they went on to say but a rainbow is an ugly color it should it can't be in a rainbow or not the the gray is an ugly color for rainbow and I said all colors are beautiful there's no ugly color so rainbow yes I know what it's made of but for me mine includes gray. as they keep going on with their little trying to get me to their dark side if you will they start to present well what if you find yourself in a room and there's five people because now they're talking about mexico and what horrors happen in mexico which they were talking about why they would want to go there so again this entire movie scene is being presented to me and i'm thinking okay uh and i said again to them can we stop with the hypotheticals that aren't ever going to happen because i am a smart human being do you think i'm dumb Do, do you actually are you talking to me as if i'm a dumb person here no okay so do you think i would actually be in a place like that not to mention why would you want to be in a place like that are you telling me that you'd actually and what what makes this enriching i thought you liked museums and music and all of these other things so what makes this enriching trying to get them to again relate to what they're speaking out of their mouth as they give me a self-referencing world that is nothing but bullshit from a movie That's coming from a body, by the way, that is not vibing one inch of any of the words that come out of their mouth. Because if there's one thing that a 5D self-empowered enlightened person is, is completely somatic, empathic. And being able to perceive revenge, as I was telling you, is something that I've experienced, as well as perceiving when a person has uh, specific intentions beneath the surface, okay? So I have, 42 years of my own life experience personally, and I can tell you that anytime my body has spoken any words to me, it's spot on. 200% plus. So again though, we don't use, people who are smart don't use hypotheticals. They use certainty. They don't take stupid risks, they take smart risks. They don't do impulsive, they do long term. And no matter what anybody says, like that Sadhguru quote goes, when somebody achieves anything by luck, well then, they're going to be in a way with it. Those who achieve things by luck always live with the fear of losing it. That's because they got lucky. Now, if they're smart, once they got lucky, they build something solid. But let's just put that one to the side because there's a long-term, and usually people who achieve anything, it's because they've been building. But those who get lucky, they're either going to represent that fear and you can always tell when they're afraid of losing it because they're going to attach to it like hell. They're going to cling to it like nothing else. But putting that to the side, trying to connect back to dealing with those difficult and uncomfortable emotions. This person's stories are a way for them to have um, learned to cope with a lot of things that I don't even probably know. From their household to their childhood to their teenage years and things have come here and there of what they've experienced, which is not only probably rejection, teasing, bullying, just everything and anything, and you know, the movies they watch, which a lot of us have, but again, the people who are in love with humanity and life don't look and say, oh my God, that's the truth of the, what the world is. No, that's not what we have. Again, we don't believe in the forces of evil. We, we never did, and now we know there isn't the evil button there you go confirmation there's a trauma button so this person is an adult who experienced who knows what and they bring forth this whole dark side and they come from some planet out from nowhere and they they're not disconnected don't get me wrong they they tease they're laughing about it they know they're being humorous and funny this is why it's the teenage version of them as a full-blown adult but it gets um you will When they try to dominate because they're attaching to wanting to have everyone's attention. And in this case, when they're the last couple interactions, I'm having other adult actual conversations and they're trying to hog every space, every inch of that. Okay. This is the part of, for me, learning to be the adult version of me and presenting Dude, stop hogging, stop hogging this space and really stop presenting to me your stories with respect and knowledge that that is a trauma response that this person is using. This is a limited version of them. They are not aware of it. They have had psychotherapy. They've shared that with me. They have been through things, some of them they've shared, and they are A okay. Here's where I think I've presented to you that Reiki aspect and the pretty to deal with their emotions in any way, shape, or form, they will move beyond the uncomfortable and difficult. That means you become the adult version of you with your emotions, okay? Because you see them for what they are, their safety behavior. You automatically have love, compassion, kindness, understanding for all involved. Every person, everything, every, there is no fear that you don't know about. <clears throat> when instead there's only a facade, which is what you will get, in many cases, many different ways when that revenge the revenge is a facade I'm happy to know that a person at least is fighting what I'm not happy to know is that they'll be in a shame blame regret loop for the rest of their life because when you do revenge what happens is you've hurt yourself because you've hurt another person and you will know that when clarity comes and sets in and here's where that denial comes to mix the addiction I'll go drink it off ah, I'm a horrible human being ah this this, all of the inner critic outer critic denial and withdrawal It's over and over again so in my heart that's the minute I'm like dad that's just so sad but before that there can be the part of oh my gosh you're being given you know so many opportunities to grow to get out but the realization of paralysis is what has been presented to me by Sue so the challenge is for the person to stop super ego whatever storyline self-referencing world because you will have a way that you address life that hinges on something that you believed about yourself and I gave you the example of me being bossy because I know I am oh I believe it oh I know it this person's a perfect indication of where I know that and my siblings are the ones who made me aware because they know me my entire life so they said you're making Maria mad and they look to me. You're, you're being—they didn't say mean, but that's the look. My twin sister's the one that was trying to say stop. You're, you know, don't. Why are you being so mean? Because she's the one who—who's told me about this tone in that way. And I'm not laughing because it's funny. It's that laugh of it's a trait. I—I I, I get. As a teenager, I now know, yes, I was a tattletale. I was annoying, and I don't regret any one of those moments, because everything that I contemplated was like, well, this isn't a good thing, this isn't a good thing, this isn't a good thing either. I didn't mean to, but I definitely knew those were not good things. And so I'm an adult now, and this individual, what you're doing is not a good thing, hogging my time this storyline you're doing whatever it is i'm going to learn to be kind to you more kind try to get that teenager to be less uh quote unquote mean or bossy or whatever but you'll be sure that the truth will come out of my mouth i won't be handling you allowing you know the delusion if you will or allowing an attachment this is not a positive this is a limiting not only version of the person, but entire circumstance. Let's work through these emotions. So, you guys get to do that with your day to day, with the love, compassion, and your lovely mind. I'm here to support you. So, reach out whenever you need anything. And if you have any questions, let me know. In the meantime, sending you all my love.